Tonight I want to talk to you about the Christian's secret weapon. How many of you, how many of you want everything that God has for you so you can, what's a secret weapon? A secret weapon is something that's in your arsenal that gives you an advantage in life, right? Like people that, um, that, you know, that are mechanics. Man, they have secret weapons on how to repair cars and sometimes a secret weapon is a tool or, a, you know, a skill or something. Uh, carpenters, you know, Christians have secret weapons that gives them an advantage in life. Amen. And sometimes you could be in the church, but not know the tools that you have in the kingdom of God. And so we got to learn all the weaponry that God has given us if we want to live in victory. Amen. Um, you know, uh, these uh, Christians' secret weapons that God has given us will give you the ability to win the spiritual battle. It'll give you the ability to live in victory. You know what? I I think that we shouldn't settle for the fact that we're going to heaven when we die. I think we should we should aim to live in victory while we're waiting to get there. Amen. I don't believe Jesus hung on the cross so that we could live in the molly grubs. I believe Jesus hung on the cross so we could live in victory. Come on, about three of you agree with that tonight. I'm a, come on, I want to encourage you tonight. The Lord died on the cross. He said that you might have life and have it abundantly. Amen. So the Lord wants us to live an abundant life. He wants us to live above our problems, not underneath our problems. So I want to talk to you about this secret weapon. And the secret weapon is found in the, in the last chapter of the book of Psalms. And, and I want to read it with you. They're going to put it up here. And it says, praise the Lord. That's a good start right there, right? Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a great? Oh, man, every time I read that, my spirit leaves. Come on, did you get it? The thesis of that scripture is praise the Lord. Amen. Every time I read that, I just want to give God a shout. Amen. And so, um, you know, one of the most powerful secret weapons that God has given the believer is praising God, is worshiping God. And you say, now, Todd, that's very elementary. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. And let's look at what the psalmist talks to us about right here in Psalm 150. Whenever you learn to praise God, something supernatural happens in your life. And, uh, you know, everybody, even atheists, praise God sometimes. When they win the lotto, they say, praise God, even though they don't believe in Him. It's just, you know, something about it. even people that don't have much faith. Sometimes they praise God. But I'm talking about living a life of praising God. I'm talking about when it comes out of every cell in your body, that everything you're about is to praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what I think the psalmist is saying. He said, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord with a shout. Praise him with cymbals and dancing. And so the psalmist gives us five admonitions of praise right here in Psalm 150. And the first one is a call to praise. Thirteen times in this short chapter, the psalmist exhorts us to praise the Lord. How many of you think he believed it was important? 
And so he begins the chapter with praise the Lord and he ends the chapter with praise the Lord. I mean, there's no doubt what he's trying to, the point he's trying to get across to the Christian believer that you need to praise the Lord. Amen. Then, then he talks about the second admonition. He talks about the where of praise. In verse one, it says, praise God in his sanctuary. Now, sanctuary represents the synagogue or the temple or the modern day church. So he says, listen, when you go to church, every time you attend church, don't just attend while you're here. Praise the Lord. Can I talk to you a little bit about that tonight? Whether you want to or not, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it tonight. Amen. So listen, I don't know like your upbringing, but when, the way that I was raised, you had to be careful how you praise the Lord when you went to church. But I'm so grateful to be a part of a church that you can have some freedom when you praise the Lord. Amen. You can lay down, sit down, kneel down. You can lift your hands. You can hold them. You, you can have some freedom when you praise the Lord. Amen. And so when you come to church, listen, I want to encourage you when you come to church, don't stand there like a wooden Indian with your arms crossed while the worship team is up here giving it their best to lead us in the presence of God. I want to encourage you to engage and praise the Lord. Amen. Don't just come to church. Come to church to praise ye the Lord. Amen. Everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Amen. And listen, I think that the more you learn how to praise the Lord, you're going to learn how to tap into something that is supernatural. Amen. And so he says, first of all, praise him in the sanctuary. Don't just listen to good music, get involved and just engage. Right. And then he says, praise him in his mighty expanse. Now, expanse means the firmament. It means the, the firmament, the, the heavens, the sky. So in other words, what I believe the psalmist is saying here to believers is praise God in church and praise God out of church. Don't wait till you come to church to praise God. Praise God while you're under the big blue sky. Amen. Praise God when the stars are shining. Praise God when you're in the house and out of the house. Praise him every day, everywhere you go. Amen. And so I want to encourage you for to develop a lifestyle of praise. It's a secret weapon, brothers and sisters. Amen. And so the third admonition the psalmist gives us here is the purpose of praise. And, and so in verse two, he says, praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. In other words, we are to praise God for who he is and for what he's done in your life. How many of you would say that God has been good to me? Let me see your hands. You say, do we have anything to praise God? Yes, we have a million things to praise God for. And if you need something, let me just give you one thing. Your breath that you're using right now is God's. He loaned you that breath. So praise ye the Lord. Amen. And so praising him for who he is and what he's done, that just raises something on the inside of you that you're serving a good God, a great God, a mighty God, amen, a victorious God, amen. And so listen, in Psalm 103, it's a good, it's a good passage of scripture to kind of get, get you pump primed, you know, and it says this, Psalm 103 in verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul. 
and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. That's enough to praise God right there. Six things. He says, praise God that you got a savior, that he forgave your sins. Praise God that he's your redeemer. He redeems you out of the pit. Amen. Praise God that he's your healer, that he's your deliverer, that he's your victory, that he's your restorer. He's the renewer of your youth. That's enough to praise God right there. Are y'all with me tonight? Come on. Do you feel it in the air right now? As I just praise God, even with the, with the scripture, something happens in the atmosphere. Amen. The fourth admonition the psalmist gives us is the way of praise. In Psalm 153, he says, praise him with the trumpet sound, praise him with the harp and the lyre, praise him with the timbrel and dancing, praise him with string instruments and pipe, praise him with loud cymbals, praise him with resounding cymbals. Now, here is the question these three verses, I think, answers. How should we praise the Lord? I believe what the psalmist is saying with anything and everything, praise the Lord. Amen. Use instruments to praise the Lord. Use your radio and your car to praise the Lord. Come on. Use your iPad, your iPad. Your, your, uh, iPhone, use, you Spotify, use, you know, everything you got, use it to praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Use your voice to praise the Lord. Use your body to praise the Lord. Use your mind to praise the Lord. Use everything you have, everything in your body. Praise the Lord. Amen. Remember whenever Jesus was making his triumphant entry in the, in the religious leaders, the kids were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, the son of David. And they were just praising him and the, and the religious leaders say, Hey, 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 y'all, y'all be quiet. And Jesus said, Wait one minute. If y'all shut these kids down from praising me, I'm gonna cause the rocks to cry out. Listen, don't let no rock take your place. Don't let no devil take your praise. Come on, you give him praise. You give him glory and you give him honor. Amen. Come on. You got to learn to just give God the honor that he is due. Amen. And so the way of praise, use everything. And so um, the fifth admonition the psalmist gives us here, I believe, is the who of praise. Who should praise God? Well, he answers the question. Those who have a good day. Those who have a mediocre, a mediocre day. Who's, who's to praise God? Those who's, who's been blessed. Those who's been having a good time in life. No, he said, everything that hath breath. Praise the Lord. Amen. So he's saying, don't wait till your ship comes in to praise God. Don't wait till your paycheck comes to praise God. Don't wait for Friday to praise God. Praise him on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. Praise him every day of the week. Praise ye the Lord. We'll let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Are y'all catching this right now? Are y'all hearing? It's a secret weapon. If you learn to praise God, you're going to have an advantage in life. You're going to live more victorious in your life. If you let the praises of God just come out of your spirit, my Lord, you're going to be blessed. Amen. And I want to encourage you. It's a secret weapon. Not every Christian does it. And that's why I want to encourage you. That's why I want to exhort you. They got people that go to church all their life and they never tap in. They never learn to praise God. I remember a guy telling me not long ago, he had been to a denominational church where they were very um, uh, 
conservative in their approach to worship. And he said, Todd, he said, you know, one of the things that I learned when I started coming to Family Life Church is I learned the freedom of praising the Lord. And he's like, man, it's been the most powerful thing in my life. And I could, I, my heart resonated with his. Come on, can y'all, can y'all catch what he's saying? Amen. I mean, bless the Lord. It's a privilege to praise God. Amen. And so I want to encourage you. Here's what I want you to know tonight. Praise is a secret weapon that God gives us to gain an incredible advantage in life. Praise is a secret weapon that he gives every believer. Why is praise so powerful? I want to, I just want to give you a few just, um, points here. And then I want to praise God. How about that? Is that all right? Three reasons why praise is so powerful. Number one, praise ushers you in the presence of God. Psalm 22 and three says, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. God inhabits. The word inhabit means he comes and dwell with you. He comes and sit down. It means to sit down and take up residence. In other words, God's presence is attracted to those who praise him. Now, God's everywhere, right? He's everywhere all the time. But listen, although God is everywhere all the time, there are times in my life where I did not feel the presence of God. I did not experience the presence of God. I did not feel the fullness of the Holy Spirit. But I tell you, whenever I learned to praise God, I started feeling the presence of God and the glory of God in my life like never before. Amen. And so listen, you know, um, you know, listen, if it's like priming the pump, whenever you start praising God, it's like he inhabits. He, it's like, oh, my goodness, what's that I hear? And he just comes and just hangs out and you just feel something on the inside of you. Come on. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Are y'all grabbing a hold of what I'm saying? And so, listen, I don't have to have this, this, you know, this moving song to praise God with. Come on. I just want to prime the pump everywhere I'm at while I'm driving on down in Ambassador Caffrey, amen, down Johnson Street, where they got people that drive crazy. You can praise God, amen. Come on, when you open the mailbox and there's bills in there, you can praise God. Come on, when you had a bad day or a bad week or a bad year, you can praise God, amen, because it's not based upon what's happening out here. It's based upon what's happening on the inside. And the Lord said, I'm your God, I'm your Savior, I'm your Redeemer, I'll bless you. I'll favor you. I have a lot to praise God for before I determine whether the temperature is cold or hot outside, whether the sun's shining or not. Come on. I'm telling you, we got a lot to praise God for. Amen. And we are to just give God our best, but he inhabits the praises of his people. And that's what the scripture says. Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Anytime you praise God. Listen, you know, if you will just take time and listen, you know, some people, they're not very musical or they're not typically like singers or whatever. But I want to encourage you. If you're a Christian, you should be a singer. Say, yeah, but I don't sing good. It don't matter. You can make a joyful noise Unto the Lord. Amen. 
Thank God. Like, he doesn't say, oh, 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 who's singing that? Thank God. He says, oh, that sounds so beautiful. Off key, whatever. He thinks it's beautiful, right? And so I want to encourage you. Like, whenever you're, whenever you're here at church, don't just sit there and just listen and say, oh, that's good music. No, no, no. And sing it with all your heart. Sing the words. Sing the words as they put the words up on the, on the big screen. Sing them. Declare them. And as you begin to praise God, all of a sudden you're going to start feeling something rising up on the inside of you. You know what I learned? I learned the power of praise that whenever I was getting discouraged or depressed or whenever I was feeling low, if I would learn to praise God, I would build my confidence. I would get encouraged and I would come out of the molly grubs. And so now I don't wait to get in the molly grubs. I just keep my praise on so it'll keep me out of the molly grubs. Amen. Come on, are y'all with me out here? Come on, y'all help me preach tonight. Praise ye the Lord and let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. You know, Miss Dixie, I'm going to tell on you a little bit if that's all right. She's like, oh Lord. You know, Pastor Brent, I gave him the big office since he got the big responsibility now, right? And so they, they fixed me up with another office across the hallway from Miss Dixie. And on Wednesday night, when Miss Dixie's getting ready to, to preach up in here, she's in her office and she's going to town. She's praising God. What is she doing? She's getting in the presence of God. So when she walks into this building, she's in the presence of God. Amen. Come on. She's, she's cultivating the secret weapon of the spiritual life of the believer. And so listen. You don't have to wait till you got a, an exam to praise God. Just begin to praise God every day and you're going to start walking on water like you never did before. Amen. Pastor Brandon and I went to a pastor's uh, conference, you know, pastor's university. And we get up in the morning and Pastor Brandon was brushing his teeth and combing his hair and everything. But he grabbed his little phone and he pulled out some some praise music and he put his music on while he was brushing his teeth. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Bring praise into your living room. Come on, turn off of that that, you know, that that bad news on the TV and put some praise on in your house. Amen. Come on, when you get in your car, come on, turn that praise on. Turn it up, man. Come on, turn it up till the, the glass is shaking. Amen. And just sing along with the Lord. If you don't know any music, you know, sing Amazing Grace. If you know Amazing Grace, learn a song. If one song, I mean, I only know about three, but I get all the juice I can out of those three songs, man. I exalt thee, Lord. Come on. I love you, Lord. I just sing them till I can't sing them anymore. Amen. And I want to encourage you. You can do the same thing. And so everywhere you go, come on. Why are you cutting the grass? Why are you washing the dishes? Why are you folding clothes? Just worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Amen. And the glory of God is going to be in your house. The Shekinah glory of God is going to reside in your house. Amen. And you're going to have a smile so big, nobody's going to be able to take it off of your face. Amen. Come on. I believe this. Do you believe this? Amen. Amen. Listen, the happiest, most favored, blessed people on the planet are those who learn to live in the presence of God. And how do you get in the presence of God? You learn to praise Him. You learn to worship Him. That's how you get in the... Listen, we enter His courts with praise. You, you enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Amen? Psalm, one, or Psalm 1611 says, In your presence is the fullness of joy. 
Psalm 97.5 says, mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. What that means to me is whenever I'm burdened, whenever I'm heavy and I start praising the Lord, the burdens start melting. The worries start well melting. Come on, whenever I'm emotionally fearful, anxious, whatever it is, and I start praising the God, in the presence of God is the fullness of joy. Listen, you don't have to live without joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Where is the joy of the Lord? It's in the presence of God. Amen. Come on. Come on. Where is peace? It's in the presence of God. In the presence of God, mountains melt like wax. A second reason why we need to praise, that why praise is so powerful is praise sets you free from spiritual oppression. You know, there's a powerful story in 1 Samuel that illustrates the power of praising involving the psalmist David and King Saul. And, uh, you know, uh, when King David, whenever he was picked, he was just a shepherd boy and he was chosen to be king. Remember, Saul, King Saul was the king, but King Saul was disobedient to God. Right. And God saying, man, I need a king that I can trust. But whenever King Saul started disobeying God, he started experiencing a tormenting spirit. And, and in First Samuel 16, I want to read it to you. It says in verse 14, the Spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. And some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul, Saul said, Find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem, a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war and has good judgment. He also he is also a fine looking young man and the Lord is with him. In verse 22, then Saul sent word to Jesse asking, please let David remain in my service for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better and the tormenting spirit would go away. Now, do you think the tormenting spirit that left Saul was because David was so good at playing the harp? Do you think that's the reason? That if we just call a harpist up here in Lafayette Symphony to come play the harp in here, that spiritual tormenting spirits would leave the room. Or do you think it might be that the anointing of God was on David's life, the Spirit of the Lord was on David's life, and when he hit those strings on that harp, it was more than just soothing music. It was anointed music. It was spiritually powerful music that was being played. And that tormenting spirit that was on Saul, it had to leave the room. Because listen, darkness and light can't stay in the same room. Demons and angels can't stay in the same room. When angels are present, demons have to go. When the presence of God is in the room, then oppression has to go. Amen. And so listen, here's the point. If you want to live free without oppression on your life, without tormenting spirits in your life, learn to worship God. Amen. See, David was a worshiper. Remember whenever the, the, the Ark of the Covenant came back and David was swirling. He was praising God. He was so excited. The Ark was back and his wife said, oh, David, you're the king. You're just embarrassing me. 
and embarrassing yourself. You need to calm down. And David said, you ain't seen nothing yet, honey. Wait till I get done praising God. You're going to think I'm I'm crazy. And he just learned to worship God freely. And that's what I want to encourage you. Listen, whenever I first started coming to church, I worried about whether people liked or didn't like how I worship God. I could care less whether you like it or not. As long as he likes it, that's all I care. Amen. And I didn't come to church to just listen to music. I came to church to praise the Lord. Amen. And that's what I encourage you to do. You praise the Lord. And how many times have you come into church and you were just not in a good way, but you left by the time you left, you were in good shape. You were ready for another day. You were ready for another week. Why do you think we spend so much time playing music? Because we ain't got nothing better to do. We're trying to occupy more time in the service. No, it's a principle. It's a spiritual weapon. When you learn to praise God, the tormenting spirits have to leave your life and you can live in the freedom of the spirit of God. Amen. Come on. If you believe that, say it. Amen. Amen. I believe it. Demons and demonic oppression can't stand the presence of God. If you're feeling depressed, feeling discouraged, feeling like you're grieving, you're sad, you're sorrowful, I want to encourage you. Just begin to praise God. And listen, you might start whenever you start. Amazing grace. And you might not feel like praising. Remember when Job lost all of his family and everything he owned? The Bible says he knelt down and he started worshiping God. And his wife said, oh, you should curse God. Look, I mean, look at this. You lost everything. And he said, should I accept good from God and not bad? And all this, Job didn't sin, but he just worshiped God. Now, Job went through great, great heartache, a lot of trials and tribulations. If you read the rest of the story, the last chapter, you see that Job was all right. God blessed him. Amen. Are y'all with me out there? And so what I'm trying to encourage you is that that's your weapon. That's your weapon. So when you come to church, praise God. Whenever you're at home, listen, I know you can listen to KSMB and, you know, I don't know, country, you know, whatever. And I, I, I know they got all kind of genres of music out there. But I don't care what genre you listen to. As long as it's edifying God, it's worshiping God, and it's ushering you into the presence of God, that's what you want in your living room. That's what you want in your car. Amen. That's what's going to give you the victory and the breakthrough. That's what's going to send tormenting spirits, demonic forces out of your life. Amen. And you're going to have the joy of the Lord in your life. Amen. A third reason why praise is so powerful in the believer's life is praise is spiritual warfare. You know, Psalm 68 once says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. There's a story in the Bible in Second Chronicles 20 where King Jehoshaphat was leading the children of Israel and three different kings came up against him. And they had so many foot soldiers, it was a multitude. And Jehoshaphat's like, there's no way I can win this battle. But he went to the Lord and he started inquiring of the Lord, Lord, what should I do? And the Lord gave him some instructions. And he said, listen, Jehoshaphat, you don't need to fight this battle. I'm going to fight it for you, but this is what I need you to do. I need you to get the praises. I need you to get the worshipers. Not the guys with the cannons. Not the guys with the tanks. I need you to get the worshipers. The praisers. 
and send them out there. Can I read it to you? Second Chronicles 20, 21. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endure, love endures forever. And at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. Now, did you get that? They sent out the praisers, and as the praisers started praising God, the enemy got confused. They started killing each other. Now, what does that tell us? We're in a spiritual battle. There are demons that don't want us to succeed. They don't want us to prosper. They don't want us to live in joy and peace. Come on, there's demonic forces out there. Paul said in Ephesians, our battle is not against flesh and blood. We're battling, brothers and sisters. And so, listen, we're going to be battling whether we like it or not. We might as well win the battle. Amen. How do you win the battle? You send the worshipers out ahead. Come on. Listen, when you wake up in the morning, send the worship out ahead of your day and just begin worshiping God, begin praising God. And the enemy is going to be fighting themselves. And you're going to say, man, this was a great day. What happened? Well, the Lord might have just turned the enemy against himself and his plans on your life. They got all messed up and he couldn't touch your life and you won the battle. Amen. Amen. That's why it's so important. You see, praising God is not just like this, this ritualistic thing. Whenever you're praising God, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You're telling the Lord, Lord, I'm grateful for your salvation. Lord, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you are in my life, that you sent me the Holy Spirit to strengthen me, to encourage me, that you gave me the eternal word of God that's alive, that is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, I'm grateful that I did, that you're not holding me hostage to my mistakes and the sins that I've committed in the past. Thank God he's given me a clean slate every morning. His mercy is new and you're praising God, you're worshiping God and God begins to get magnified. He begins to get greater in your life and your problems start shrinking. What you focus on is going to grow. What you don't focus on is going to starve. Quit looking at the winds and the waves and the problems all around you. Focus your eyes on the Lord and begin to give him praise and glory and honor. And it doesn't matter whether people like it or don't like it or whether they like you or don't like you. You're going to live in victory because it's your secret weapon. It's a praise. Amen. Amen. Ooh, glory. Glory to God. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Can we put into practice what we just heard? Listen, I want to tell you, whenever I first started coming to Family Life, we were in the old building, and uh, I walked in. I came from a more conservative background, and I walked into Family Life Church, and at that time, back then, they had them tambourines. They had a lot of ladies that had tambourines, and they had like, you know, flags on them or whatever and and man they were just worshiping god and the tambourines were flying and 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 i mean people had their hands lifted up and they were dancing and i walked in and i was like whoa what is this and i was totally uncomfortable 
I didn't know how to worship God like that. I was uncomfortable with it at first because I wasn't used to it. I didn't know what that was all about. But they had something I wanted because I'm walking in on drugs. I'm walking in depressed. I'm walking in empty. I'm walking in searching. They didn't look like they were in that boat. I wanted to get in their boat and I'd stay in my boat. And so I'd I'd engage and they'd start worshiping. I liked what I felt. I liked what I sensed. But I was like that wooden soldier. Thou shalt not be moved. But all of a sudden, man, after I got there, I started going a few times. I started, I started kind of maybe like tapping my big toe where nobody would know it. And I just began to like, you know, maybe tapping the, my leg, you know, that was my, that was my attempt on worshiping God. But then all of a sudden I got really brave one day in the worship service and I did this. Or, you know, kind of like, it took me a while. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I wasn't comfortable with it. And see, some people, they're not comfortable with, with, uh, with any kind of, um, um, any kind of activity like that. You know, they're very conservative. And I want to encourage you. I'm not trying to talk you out of being who you are, but in some, in one sense, I am. In one sense, I am. You know, Micah, David's wife, she was so, so worried about her reputation and what it looked like that she wasn't willing to just step out of the boat and do a little worshiping. David said, I could care less, man. We got the Ark of the Covenant in our camp, man. We got the blessing of the Lord, the favor of God. Come on, I know what it's like not to have that. Now I have that. Excuse me while I just lift my hands and say, praise the Lord. Amen. And I want to encourage you today, whatever rim is comfortable for you, I want to encourage you, if you're like me and you start tapping your big toe, don't just sit there, start tapping your big toe. If you get really brave and you can do this and say, thank you, Lord, do that. Whatever it is you can, just begin to be free in praising the Lord. Amen. While you're driving down Ambassador Caffrey, people might look at you and think you're crazy because you're singing out. And you're just, you're just having a concert in your car. Don't worry about what they think. You just keep praising God. Amen. Because the presence of God is going to be in your car. It's going to be in your living room. And that's what you worried about, right? Having the, the presence of God in your life. There's no greater place to live than in the presence of God. You don't have to wait till Wednesday night or Sunday morning to be in the presence of God. Remember when Paul and Silas were in the jailhouse? They got in prison for preaching the gospel and they started praying and singing hymns to God. And all of a sudden the jail started shaking and the, and the shackles fell off. I see that as every time somebody says something ugly to me, somebody does something ugly to me, I get a bad piece of mail in the mailbox that that I wasn't expected, or all of a sudden I feel like, you know, things are breaking, things are happening. All I have to do is just put on praise and I get delivered from that jailhouse. Amen. And my emotions get set free. And I want you to be free. And the secret weapon is learning how to praise God. Let everything that had breath praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all receive that tonight? I want you to just stand with me. Why don't you just stand with me? And if you have the liberty, start tapping your big toe right about now. <laughs> Amen. You know, tap the pew or whatever it is. Whatever you're free with. Whatever you're comfortable with. You know, we try not to force anybody to do anything. When we say raise your hands, 
only if you're comfortable with it. Just be comfortable. Just be comfortable. But whatever you're free with, just begin to just worship the Lord. Now let's, let's, let's just cut everything out. Everything you walked in here with, let's just cut it all out. Let's just take a moment. Just worship God. Those of you that are watching at home, come on, just, just shut everything down for a moment. Just steal yourself for a moment. Let's just praise God. Thank you, Father. Praise you.
song is one of those three songs that's in my repertoire and I don't know all the words I know pieces of it so I just make my own song out of the words right but it's one of you know sometimes you have a song that really gets you there you know it, it's you connect with it this is one of those songs for me and I encourage you just get a song just put just play Spotify or there's, there's a button there that says songs they sing on Sunday. It'll be songs that you'll be familiar with. Just cultivate praise everywhere you go. Why are you walking? Ladies, why are you walking through Walmart? You know, I mean, you be careful. People can think you're crazy, but I just, you just worship, just worship. I heard a story. Can I tell you a story real quick before we go? It's amazing, Pastor Brandon, how, you know, just hearing you preach and it's amazing how God gives you a story to fit with what you're going to preach just right at the right time. And uh, I heard a story, Miss Babs was telling me yesterday about her daughter, Gwen. Gwen, everything was breaking at Gwen's house. They, she even had some squirrels in the attic, tearing up everything up there. So she's having to spend money. And she said she remembered hearing a message in church about just learning to be grateful and thankful and praising God, regardless of what you're going through. Amen. And so she said, Lord, I got a lot to be grateful for. I got things breaking. But I got a house to break. Praise the Lord. Amen. And she just started praising God. And, and at the same time, she was decluttering her house. She was selling some books that she had for a long time. And a friend came over and said, hey, you know, that's, that looks like some expensive books. She had put it on Marketplace, Facebook Marketplace, selling the books for $20. So she said, you ought to get those books of praise. So she found out from her kids how to get books of praise. They were in Latin. She'd been having them for 20, 30 years. Well, she found out one of the books had been, had been uh, signed by the author. Well, one of the books is worth $2,700. <laughs> well, just one of the books, and she got a whole collection of them, right? $2,700. But she immediately said, man, Rather than having an attitude, rather than being depressed, discouraged, I just praise God. And God turned my morning into dancing. He gave me a, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Amen. And God just supernaturally, that's what I'm talking about, saints. Come on, you just got to learn to praise God. And who knows what might happen in your life and in your family. Come on, amen. Come on, can we sing it one more time before we go? Come on, is it the name of Jesus all we need? Come on, Nathan, can we do it one more time? Is it the name of Jesus all we need? 
Think about that. Sing it from your heart. Jesus, all we need. He is the way, the truth, the life, the only way to God. Is in the name of Jesus, all Come we on. need. Come on, let's sing it. Is in the name of Jesus, all we need. Jesus, all we need. He is the way, the truth, the life, the only way to God. Is it the name of Jesus, all we need? Amen. So don't. Let no rock take your place. Don't let the devil take your praise. You praise him. You give him glory and honor that he so rightly deserves and live in victory. Amen. Father, I thank you for the blessing of the Lord, the favor of the Lord over the people of God, over the house of God. Lord, I pray for all those watching that you would just fill their homes with your presence tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you. You're dismissed. Have a great rest of your week.